Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are going to be talking about single season. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you are single and this is your season, well, ladies and gentlemen, I brought a guest here today so that we can really remind you to embrace it. You need to embrace this moment, embrace this season. Too many people are so stressed out wanting it to rush over, but no, <laughs> we need to embrace it. So Regina, why don't you go ahead and fully introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, first of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be on your platform today, Missy. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, my name is Regina Smithwick. I am a certified life coach. I am a motivational speaker podcast, talk show host, professional organizer, and I'm an author. So that's what I am. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> and uh, I, I am uh, expertise of singleness. <laughs> but um, that's who I am. That's awesome. That's a lot of hats that you share. I'm pretty sure that's hard to put in one one business card. <laughs> it is. It is starting to run out of work. Right, run out of um, space on my cards, but that's okay. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, so Regina, I think I honestly think that people should embrace the singleness because I'm pretty sure you've seen on social media, you've seen around and just been listening to other people's stories that, you know, people have a hard time embracing this, you know? And for me, now that I'm engaged, I low-key miss my single season. You know, I'm not going to lie. You know, mm -hmm. I miss having the bed to myself. I miss sleeping like, like a full clock rotation. <laughs> I miss not having to depend on anybody. Mm -hmm. Man, do I miss my single season. What I mean, what are the benefits that you've seen in your single seasons, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, no problem. Well, let me go back. I was married. I was married for 12 years. I have three children two of them almost 18. I got twins, almost done. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, um, so I've been everything. I've been single. I've been married. I've been divorced. So I've been everything. Um, singleness in a biblical sense is uh, something that's supposed to happen to everyone because it gives you that time to focus on God and it gives you that time to focus on yourself and be a better person. In the Bible, it states that singleness is one of the best seasons, is the best season that you'll ever experience in your life because that's when you get the most growth. Because yes. when you are with someone else, then your focus is going to be on that person. Then when you have children and you have responsibilities and all that stuff, right? So that is going to deter you from being focused on him and focus on your purpose and your callings. Not saying it can't be done. But it's gonna be a little harder to do, right? Because you now you got All other right. things you got to do, and so a lot of times we are trained to go from mama to man. We are trained to as soon as we are eight, old enough to date. Oh, you got your first boyfriend. You got your first kids. You got your first this. You go into the prom. Oh, after the prom, you go to college. You find your husband. You're gonna get married. When you get married, you get the two point five kids to pick your fence and the dog. And then where are you at in this whole scenario? Because it's so pressed on us to get married and so pressed on us to be with someone. Nobody never tells you how to be with you. And then, are you okay with you? And do you know who you are? Correct. Mm, correct. I love the fact that you were able to put it in a biblical sense as well. You know, for myself that I'm, I, I, I go in that path and I'm, I'm spiritual and I, and I follow my faith with God. And um, one, that was the biggest 
lesson that I had to learn was when I was reading the Bible, I found that what you exactly said, it's time for you to focus on God and yourself and, and living your true purpose, because it is difficult because mm-hmm. our minds do get distracted. So everything that you said was on point, on point, <laughs> because I, it just made me reflect back and it made me realize like the day I, I, I literally chose to embrace my singleness and mm-hmm. embrace God in my singleness mm-hmm. it literally changed my perspective on life it changed my perspective on men changed my re- perspective on relationship it changed my perspective on where i should be that concept mm-hmm. of that of people believe that in society they need to meet certain goals to at a certain point in life mm-hmm. and if they don't meet it then they're not actually living life where they're not accomplishing mm-hmm. anything you know and i feel like that concept right there of meaning these unrealistic goals that society has put on women and men mm-hmm. is is not only baffling but unrealistic you know what i mean it's very unrealistic for people to have that agenda just like you said once you do this you do this you do this and then you have your 2.5 kids and it's just like <laughs> what when when does it really stop and i think i think for me it's it stops when you say it stops you know what i mean when you when you acknowledge in yourself that you're not going to live the way that society dictates how we should live you know what i mean Mm -hmm. is how do you feel about that i feel exactly what you feel when it comes to knowing who you are we got to kind of tick like a pause button and kind of stop for a minute. Like we on this rat race, right? Everybody's on this rat race to do what the society's telling you to do. Now let's start questioning our own belief systems. Let's start questioning what we really believe in. Do you believe in this? Or are you just doing what your parents told you to do? Are you doing what society tell you to do? Your church tell you to do? Are you doing what you feel is right through through God? Is God directing your path and steps? Because, you know, even with, you know, being married, I'll be honest to tell you that God was not in that in that plan. I didn't ask God nothing, nothing. I went to the little counseling they gave you a couple of weeks before you got married. And that was about it. And I got in front of God and I gave him, I told him I do. I didn't put him in the, in the play of saying, okay, is this the right person for me? Is this the person I have to be supposed to be in my life? Everyone who's supposed to be in your life is not going to be perfect, but it'd be perfect for you, right? They're not always going to be what you think they're going to be, how you think they're going to look, how you think the way they're going to work. That stuff is not important. That stuff is just surface stuff. You need to know what's in this person's heart. You know, everybody's not going to make a million dollars. You're not going to have the bag like everybody's talking about these days. You got to get the bag. You got to be with somebody with this and that and this. A lot of times these women who are with these rich people are not happy. They are external happy with the stuff they have, but a lot of times, you know, they're home by themselves and alone. You could be married and be alone. Being yeah. married doesn't solve everything. And, you know, being married is a beautiful thing. The institution of marriage is amazing. I want to get remarried. I want to be married because I feel that we should have the option to be with someone. I have no issues with that. But what the problem lies is when you depend on that for your happiness, because what society tells you is when you get married, you won the trophy. You won the trophy. You did it. You got yourself a man. Now, all the other single people, the ones, they all, they like peasants now. You know, oh, poor baby. You don't have a man. You don't have a husband. Oh, sweetheart. You know, like everybody trying to fix yeah. you. They feel that you're not happy unless you have someone. Exactly. And then you end up being with someone who you don't need to be with because society's telling you you have to be with someone. Now, if you don't want to, that's okay too. 
if you don't feel your spirit is right for you at the time and you just letting God kind of guide that part of your life and when he thinks it's right, then it's going to happen and you're good with it. Like you said, when you did your, you know, discovery in your work, you saw it differently. It wasn't a thing that you had to do. You just said, let me just live my life. And then when it comes to me, it's going to come to me organically. Exactly. Press. When he comes to your life, when you come with him, y'all going to come together and y'all be equally yoked and y'all going to want the same thing at the same time. A lot of times we don't want that. A lot of times, you know, one want more than the other because see, you're trying to make things fit like a circle and a square peg. You're trying to make it fit. And a lot of times it's not supposed to fit before to let it go. And we were seasoned people, we married them. We married people who supposed to just come to our lives, teach us something to move on. So. Yeah. No, it's absolutely right. And I think what I loved with what you just said earlier is the fact that when you got into your first marriage, you didn't consult with God about it. You just did it because you were driven by your own purpose, by your own Mm -hmm. self, by your own flesh. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, everything went turmoil and, you know, it went where it went. But I feel like how can you tell, well, what advice can you give someone who's probably going through that? You know, how Mm -hmm. do they discern from their flesh guiding them through their season of singleness versus mm-hmm. their spirit guiding them through this their season of spirit of singleness because that's a two different those are two different parts in our body in our in our mind and in our body that we constantly conflict with that people mm-hmm. don't really like to acknowledge and try to actually understand you know and I feel like a lot of mistakes or a lot of you know, like struggles we go through is because we don't listen to the right voice. Right. Um, what is your opinion on that? So what I, I came to realize is when it's the flesh, you could kind of tell because it's more self about, you know, being selfish, you know, because you want that feeling of being, um, being with someone, you want somebody to validate you. You want somebody to tell you how beautiful you are. You want somebody to give you that attention, right? So if those are the reasons, then you right there know that that's yourself, that's your flesh working. But when you talk about spiritual and the spiritual realm of it, you know it's supposed to be when it's given to you in a certain way, like the way it happens so organically and it kind of seamless. Effort. I always say things that are supposed to come to you come to you easy and effortlessly. It just yeah. comes to you, just nice like a, like a stream of water, just smooth. You don't have a lot of hiccups and bumps and rumps and all that stuff. Like everything kind of works in. Not saying it's going to be always perfect because life is not always perfect, but the connection will work seamlessly. And that's how you can kind of tell that God has his hands on it. If you're using him to guide you and you literally took your hand off the wheel and say, you know, they always say, Jesus, take the wheel. You know, everybody always say that, right? Yeah. Him guide it and you go, okay, I'm going to, but I'm going to do, see, you got to be, like I always say, you know, you do the possible, he do the impossible. Now, when you're mm-hmm. single, you can't sit at home all day and say, God's going to bring me this man. He'll come to my house and ring my doorbell. And, you know, it doesn't work that way. What God wants you to do is serve him. He wants you to be in service. He wants you to go volunteer. He wants you to go out there and, and make a change in the world, make a difference in the world. Find that passion and purpose that you love to do. And inside of that, you will, he will link you to that person that you really want to be with. But you got to do it in service. You don't do it just to get out there and say, well, let me do something because, you know, if I go out here, this guy going to find me. No, literally find out what you have passion for. And this person that is going to come to you is going to have that same passion. Exactly. He kind of links you up with people that's going to make change in the world. 
you know, he wants you to be with that guy that y'all could work together and y'all could do something and actually help people. You know, you don't want to get with someone and then they just sit at home all day and do nothing. And you're basically living your life as a single person, but you're married. A lot of people do that too. They just happen to have a man in the house and a man don't do nothing. And then they go out there doing all the stuff and the man's not supportive. He's not involved. He don't care. But you got a man. You got a man. (laughs) I know. It's not worth it. Exactly. And I don't think people need to settle. You know, when it comes down to your single season, I feel like people really do need to embrace it because that's your moment to figure out your boundaries. That's your moment to figure out what you like and what you don't like, what you'll tolerate, what you won't tolerate, you know, what you will be willing to do and what you're not willing to do. You know, there's so many pressures out there. Like when it was my single season, I, I encountered men that wanted me to be in a polygamous relationship, but that wasn't me. So I was like, no, that I, I can't do that. You know, but the man, we had a great connection and chemistry, but that right there was cut me off because I wasn't willing to share myself or anybody with somebody else. Right. But that's something that I need to know, I needed to go through to realize because people are like, well, if he still wants me, then maybe, you know, and, the, and then yeah, they, they go against their morals, you know, and I feel like that's where your morals are, are grounded because you go from childhood being single and living your life, doing whatever your parents says to being stuck in a relationship that ends up being toxic, ends up being unhealthy, ends up changing your whole entire mindset to a point where you no longer are the person that you were years ago, mm-hmm. you know, cause I was in a toxic relationship for four years and that's exactly how it was. I was living with a man, but it wasn't actual, an actual relationship. And it wasn't a relationship that I asked God about because during that time in my life, before we got together, I was in a, I was in, I was in a desperate moment Mm. and that was my key way to get out of my desperate situation that I Mm. put myself in. You know what I mean? So that was my key out. So that was myself that put myself in there. So the day that I, I I went to God and I was like, God, I, I keep asking you to bless this relationship, but it's not working for me. It's obviously not being blessed by you. So help if you want me to get out of this, then help me get out. And God made a way. He Mm. made a way for me to get out of that relationship. And I'm seven years free. And, and once I was done with him, that's when I realized I just wanted to be me. I just wanted to enjoy me. And then that's when I focused on God. And that's when I read the Bible. And that's when I went to church. And then I got baptized. You know, I, I really put my heart into God, but I was still lonely. You know, I still felt that loneliness, you know? Right. So I don't want people to think that that's, that doesn't no, just no, go away right. because it still does. Because like you said, we're human. We all want to feel belonged and connected, you know, because we see other people with this joy of being mm-hmm. in a relationship. But but what I realize is that the joy that people pr- portray is just a facade and it's not mm-hmm. real, you know, and real joy is something that is only you can experience one-on-one with another individual. Mm-hmm. And when it happens, it happens to the point where it like, you don't even realize it's happening because yes. I met, I met my, um, my fiance 
like just by going to a mechanic shop to get my car worked on, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just a casual thing to do a casual maintenance. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I just met him and we talked about life. We talked about God. And as soon as we talked about God, like something in my heart, like, like clicked. And when I left, I was just like, mm, God, what is this? You know, what is this? And that's what I knew like something serious was going to happen between me and him, but I didn't know. So I was like, you know what, God, since you're in this, I'm allow you to really do this. So I didn't text him. I didn't call him a year and a half later went by. And then he found me. I moved, I moved to Wisconsin. Wow. He was living in Texas. So I moved and he found me and he made the effort to move up to me. And now we're, we're together going on to our second kids, second child. So it's like, you never know how it's going to happen. You just mm-hmm. literally have to put yourself in situations that are normal that you would. And because I'm sorry, but the club is not somewhere you're going to find someone. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like not the norm. I mean, it yeah, happens. Not, but... It happens. It's very rare, like yeah. very rare. But at the same time, it's not realistic. You know, go to the club if you want to have fun and dance and will be a little butt off. Mm-hmm. But it's not the whole <laughs> point. Like when I was single, I didn't really do the the club scene because I did it so young. You know, mm-hmm. I I had the fake IDs, you know, mm-hmm. when I went yeah, to the club. Yeah, right. So, so then I, burn I, out. Exactly. So by the time I was like grown enough to actually just go with my regular idea, I was like, this is just stupid to me. Like, this is not fun to me. You know, like this is just like a waste <laughs> of time because when I was there, all I sensed and all I seen was people just trying to compete with each other Sweet and people market. who were just mm-hmm. comparing, comparing each other. And it's just like, why you want to be in that environment? Like, I know we're talking about us being like embracing that single life, but I feel like when you're single, you have to kind of put yourself in those uncomfortable situations so that you know what you like and what you don't like. Right. That's true. And I, when you said about family and, and friends, and, and we got to look at it this way too, when you're working on yourself, right? Being single in the singleness is not just about being single. It's about working on you and doing your work, right? So that's part of it. When you start doing your work, you're going to start noticing that you're going to kind of probably either move away from some people that was in your circle, um, even your family members. Because remember, if your family members still got that same way of thinking, of they feeling that you're worthless without a man, you need to get a man, you're going to be by yourself, they're going to put that pressure on you and you're going to feel like you have to because if you don't have a man, you cannot be happy without one. And that's why a lot of women go into these relationships the way they do, because they're kind of pressing it to make it happen. And it's not supposed to happen the way they want it to happen. You kind of didn't let God do his job. So that's one of the things you said. And another thing that commercialization is real. And what I mean by that is Jared, Kay, they need their money. Man, those bastards. They need their money. <laughs> They're not there to be happy for your relationships. They they want you to get to the point to get the ring. And after that, they don't care what you do. Exactly. They are there to make money. Stop falling for the commercials and falling for the social media and falling for all this stuff that's telling you that your life is going to be completely a dream when you get married. Your life is going to be, if you don't know who you are before you get married, you ain't going to know who you are when you're in a marriage. Oof. Now you try Amen. to kill someone else. But you can't even tell you, you can't, how are you going to tell someone else to love you? You don't know how to love yourself. You can't. So what happens is we get all into the, the, the wedding and the parties and the, you know, uh, all these reveals everybody's having all this stuff. And we're not really focused on the relationship itself. And the commercialization makes you feel that that's what life is about. 
Yep. And they, they are here to sell, like I said, when Kay and, and Jared decide to sell rings for sisters, oh, I'll buy my sister a ring or my oh brother my a ring or my best friend, you know, a ring. They don't, they don't specialize in that. They specialize where the money's at because they know that's the way our world is, is set up. So they, they specialize in engagements and weddings. That's where their money makers are at. So remember that when you get all riled up and stuff, people are not here for your best interest and heart. They are here to make their dollar. Valentine's Day, I had started my show almost two years ago on Valentine's Day. And the reason why I did that, and the reason why this all came about, because I was like, felt bad, because women get so depressed on Valentine's Day. They literally want to jump out windows on Valentine's Day. They get home depressed, they crying. I said, yo, the 13th, the 15th is the same like the 14th. You're great on these days. You're great on the 14th. So what? You don't have anyone. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate your friends. Go out to dinner. Don't make a big deal out of it. When it's time for you, it's going to happen. And one of my sorority sisters told me, when you start seeing people around you getting married and getting engaged, don't get jealous. Don't get mad. God is in your neighborhood. He's making his rounds in your neighborhood. Amen. So take it as good. When you see somebody be happy, get married, be happy for him because he's near. He's close. So don't get all discouraged because you're, you feel like you're the only single person in your concentrate on you concentrate on god service go serve someone go help somebody go to a homeless shelter see how life really is for some people you're gonna realize your life is better than what you think it is you know go help people and that's gonna show you how good god is and then you're gonna start relaxing a little bit you won't be so tense and stressed about getting a man because you're gonna fill your life with other stuff and then when he comes it's gonna happen like it happened with you seamless yeah, exactly. suspect it because when you worry about stuff, it never comes. Mm -hmm. As soon as you stop worrying about it, it comes really quick. So just don't put so much emphasis about being single. Just live your life. Amen. I, I love it. I love your perspective. I'm so glad I got to have you on my show because <laughs> man, oh, thank you for just the mic drop. <laughs> yeah, this is a great I, topic. I'm so glad you asked me to come on your platform because this is really a serious matter. Like there's so many, and I'm 52. When you get older, it gets worse, girl. You don't even look 52. Worse. God bless you. You got some good genes. <laughs> Thank you. But when you get over that 50 and when you oh mate, they make you think that your life is worthless. You don't have nobody. Oh, you're gonna die. You're gonna be an old maid with eight thousand cats. I know. See, that's the thing that's so oh it irks me because the the concept of time already bothers me because the way that generations before they lived usually around right, 40, right. 50 years old, mm -hmm. they would die. But now people are realizing that people are living beyond 100 years old. Even in life insurance policies, they say, after you reach 100, we will pay you your beneficiary. Just because that's that's all they, they go up to. So people right. are living past 100. So if once you reach 50, you're halfway there. Who's to say you're already done? People at 30 or 40, they already feel like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm old. I have to start dressing old. I have to start oh, no. doing old things. Like my, That was a problem with my mom. You start She's claiming like, oh, old, you're going to get old. So you start claiming yeah. old, you're going to get old. Thank you. Claiming is going to happen. Thank you. Yes. I feel like the mindset is what controls that. You know, so if your mind is not old, well, then 
then you're not old. You know what I mean? It it doesn't mean that you're immature. It just means that you're not going to allow an age to define you. And and it doesn't matter if you're 52 and single because you're still vibrant and still amazing. You know, everyone's amazing at their age that they're supposed to be single. And if you are, are young, and stressing this and if you're in your teens or early 20s stressing oh, about goodness. being single oh honey oh, please. honey honey <laughs> let it go you are way too young to even be stressing you're That's thinking that you're gonna be alone forever <laughs> i know people they don't even That's realize nothing. they they think that what they see is what life is going to be but you can live so many lives in your one life and mm-hmm. people don't realize that concept. You can do mm-hmm. so many things. You can accomplish so many things that literally age does not define what you can and cannot do. And I, I honestly thing, believe it. And one thing I want to say is women have to understand, do not get twisted about finances and in, in, in picking a, a, a spouse or someone to date. Don't make it seem because he makes less than you, he's a less of a man. Amen. You know, mm-hmm. if, he, if, he, if he doesn't have, a, you know, we had this on my show and it's a good example we use. I said, if a man worked at McDonald's as a manager, as a manager at McDonald's, and he worked at a manager at a Fortune 500 company, he's still in management. What's the difference? Because he worked at McDonald's, you think that's a lesser job, you know, but he's in leadership role or whatever. He's consistent. He's been growing in that company. He's moving up in that company. Maybe McDonald's, he loves where he loves McDonald's. He loves how they treat their employees and he wants to continue to move up. He want to own a McDonald's one day. Who knows? But you're going to base your whole relationship on because he works at McDonald's? Yeah. You not date him because he works at McDonald's? Because other people tell you, oh, he works at McDonald's. What? Okay, those what girls gonna be sitting there by themselves 20 years later because they too busy picking people because of stuff like that. You know, I always tell women, you know, you want a good man, you want a man that works, yes. You want a man who's consistent, yes. You want a man that, you know, provides, protects and, and professional love, yes. You want all of that stuff. But you don't sit there and tell me if a man makes less than you, but he treats you as like the queen that you should, you're not gonna date him because society gonna see that he makes less than you? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, like I said, these young girls, keep living, be 50. These women now, I get they wish they could, they could go back and get that man from back in 1990. <laughs> they yeah. them from the past and throw him in the future. I'm telling you, don't let that be a, a deciding factor if you gonna if you like someone and the only thing that you can find wrong with him and he make less money than you. With that, with that being said, I think that's a great topic. And I also wanted to bring up because this is a big thing that's going around too. Well, how do you feel about sugar babies? And that concept of having a sugar daddy? A sugar daddy? Yeah, well, a sugar babies basically have as a female or a male that gets supported by either a male or a female a sugar baby yeah for both sides sides. yeah sugar baby so i feel like there's a now there's a it's a big thing you know it's all over tiktok all over social media about Mm -hmm. oh you can sign up and be someone's sugar baby and you can have a sugar daddy and you can and you can still live your single life but you're still committed to do certain things for what you want yeah how do you how do you feel about that i mean about that well, only thing they doing is selling they soul. Mm, amen. That's Thank all they're saying. It's so clear cut. They, they just they just signed the contract and sold they soul. That's it. Because 
nothing's for free. You got to pay the piper eventually. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get this money, you get this car or whatever, but you're technically their slaves to do whatever they ask you to do. And you have no decision of making on it because you want to have to, you sign the contract that you just said, that's what you signed up for. I signed up for you to buy me this, this, and this. I'm going to do this, this, and this for you. It's a contract. You're swapping goods and services to each other. That's all it is. Yeah, you live a single life, but how single are you? Think about it. How single are you really? Because if that dude calls you at a certain time, whatever, you feel obligated to do what he asked you to do at that moment because he or you riding his car to go see him. Yep. So, you, you know what I'm saying? So you have no life. You're really like dangling like a little, you know, puppet on his puppet, little thing yeah. based on how much he give you. The more he give you, the more you owe him. Just keep yeah. remembering that. It looks cute on TikTok, but I guarantee you these women are not happy. And a lot of them are, you know, have a lot of internal self-esteem, um, self internal um, issues, yeah. validation, a lot of issues. People who sign up for this don't know who they are and they don't love themselves. Because if you love yourself enough, you would be like, heck to the nah. Dude, you crazy. Yep. You think I'm going to sign up for you to buy? I could buy my own stuff. If yep. you, if, you know what I'm saying? I don't need you for that. But these men do it because we we are so open to be cute and want to have, we don't want to do it the right way. We want to go out there and get it the easy way and just say, and then like, oh, he brought me this. But what you're doing, you're doing something. Yep. Either you're having sex with him, whatever. It's, it's basically prostitution. Yeah. Let me call it what it is. It's basically yeah. prostitution because um, anytime he asked for it, you, don't have to give it to him because he paid, you paid, he, he gave you an advancement on your services. He already paid you for that already. Mm-hmm. So you owe it to him. You have to do it. There's no, no, you know, and then you're too busy trying to be, I'm going to let society see how banging I am. And I got the bag. You are too, too, you know, pride to pride to give back the car. Because everybody see you driving and now you're like, oh, I don't want to get the car back. They're like, oh, what happened? You know, you lost your car. <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. So, I mean, I really believe it's a contract. That's all it is. You sign yourself Thank to you. No, I love your perspective, man. Yo, <laughs> I love having you on my show. It's like talking to just a friend. Yo, this is, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's such an awesome conversation. It's just an awesome topic because these are things that people really need to think about you know with so much exposure that we are faced with in society and in our daily lives you know we really have to be smart about what we absorb in and Mm. everything that you're saying you know is like a reality check like should I have a V8 you know what I mean like like people don't don't realize that and I I think just for you just speaking real realness you know from your heart and just from your own experiences and just just of what it is you know because like you said people will cover it people will make it seem well what it is but you know what just because you sprinkle um you you sprinkle something on shit doesn't mean doesn't mean it's no longer shit you know like it's still the same thing (laughs) (laughs) so um man this is so awesome but i guess before it cuts us off i don't want to um i don't want it to cut us off completely so i guess what would be some great advice that you can possibly give my audience that may be going through this season even though you've already gave him some great advice already, <laughs> but to wrap it all up, what okay. would be some great advice? Let's go back to the foundation. Let's go learn who you are. Let's find out who you are in Christ. Let God guide you and trust the process. 
Hmm. Easy peasy. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you're making it more difficult than what it is, then go reach out to Regina herself and she'll gladly guide you through this process because you don't have to go through this alone. You don't. You don't have to go through life alone and you don't have to go through this this time in our lives that we we feel the loneliest, you know, but we have to realize that one, we're not alone because God is always by our side. And two, we're not alone because there's literally billions of human beings right next to us living Mm -hmm. among us you know what i mean so you're not alone on this earth there's somebody going through exactly what you're going through but it's about communication communicate with other people and reach out so if you want to reach out to regina personally you can find her beautiful picture on mitzithinking.com there's a link to go to her website you can reach out to her she wears so many hats that she could probably find a hat for you (laughs) (laughs) and it'll work out i promise you she is such a pleasure and I could only imagine how she would really be one-on-one, you know, if, if you if you do decide to give her that time. But if anything, you guys, go check her out and um, stay tuned for more and be safe, y'all. Bye. Bye.